This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. Thank you, Jesus. Whew. Okay, don't come out. <laughs> don't, don't come out. That's one of those times you don't come out. You like, we're locked in. Um, but we're moving to the next part. Asia released her heart completely. And, you know, the whole time that we were worshiping, the thing that captivated me was um, we're in the, the person of the Holy Spirit. And the most awesome truth is that Jesus is the baptizer with the Holy Spirit. So we're worshiping Jesus. And I feel like the more that we pour our hearts to him, the more that we honor him, the more that we allow him to open our eyes by his spirit to truth, he just keeps overflowing back with the flood of spirit. You see, we're not, we're not baptized with something separate. And, you know, most of us probably in this room totally know that. Okay. But remember what we're doing in this course. We're pressing further and digging deeper with what we know currently of Holy Spirit. Right? My people, come. (laughs) We're going to do another panel tonight. And um, I just want to really encourage you guys to yield. Okay? Just, Just even sometimes yield is... You may be hearing it with the filter of what you currently know. Not wrong, but sometimes we need to put a new filter in the coffee pot. And sometimes that filter, I feel like for for so, what that filter is going to be is a fresh one that doesn't clog what he's pouring toward us with current knowledge. And I always say, don't hear what I'm not saying. Hear what I'm actually saying. Hear my heart. I'm not saying anything we've learned is not good. But the thing is, it's better than good. It's great. And the reason we need to open ourselves is that there's more in the truths we currently have. So as we discuss tonight um, on our panel, we're going to look at speaking in tongues, praying in tongues. And so I encourage you, open your heart, open your mind, open your life to new understanding with respect to speaking in tongues, okay? Um, sometimes we think, well, I got baptized in the, in the Holy Spirit, and so now I shamatata. Now I've got my language. That's it. And it's way bigger than that. Even when you shamatata, it's way bigger than what you know you're doing. And so that's what I'm saying tonight. Jesus comes and he baptizes us. He immerses us. He colors our lives with Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Sometimes we try to be holy, right? No, no. Holy Spirit. So we're going to talk tonight. I was going to pray, but I don't even feel to pray. I think I might have lost my paper. Wouldn't that be funny? Oh, no, there it is. Okay, so I have with me tonight, I have Heather Craig. This woman has a major revelation of praying in tongues. Like, if you ever just want to have a discussion and talk to somebody and get turned on to like being more the type of person that would yield to praying in the spirit, this would be the person you talk to. And I have Pastor Babette with me and we already have heard she like loves to play with the Holy Spirit and experiment. And so even tonight, the panel, we're here and we have an idea, each one of us individually. So we're going to put our ideas together and let's see where we go. Okay. Y'all with me? Yes. Talk back radio here. It's a school. So take a deep breath. You don't have to be scared or you don't have to think, oh my gosh, what are they going to tell me tonight? Um, If you don't like what we tell you, you just get with Jesus. You know, seriously, like I think it's time for people in churches not to feel like they're being indoctrinated. You're not being indoctrinated here. We're presenting truth as we have found it with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus, with Father God. And so you have to get with him and you have to find out what is he going to say to you about truth. Okay, so I want to start, and at any point, if either one of you want to jump in, you don't have to wait for me to get to a next place, just jump. Okay, everybody cool with that? We're playing. This is tonight to, to real, we're playing in, in learning and growing with respect to praying in the spirit and praying from your spirit with him, right? I want to learn. I'm like prepared to learn tonight. 
So here's a few reasons why we pray in tongues, okay? Guidance, edification, personal interaction and relationship with God. We speak out things that are mysteries to us, but are the will of God. You just don't know what you're saying, right? And by exercising this discipline, we, and this is huge, guys, we open ourselves up to the supernatural power of the heavenly realm. See, it takes faith to speak in tongues. It takes faith to pray in the spirit. And when we exercise faith, sweetheart, you just unzipped yourself to the realm of the supernatural. Because it takes faith. It makes no sense. Absolutely none whatsoever. Why would I speak without understanding? Well, there is an understanding. God's empowering my speaking. Okay? Anything? You cool? Okay. I want to go to now John 16, 13. And this is one of the scriptures that um, on the panel last week with Pastor J.R. and Pastor Abel that we went to. But I want to bring it back this week because it's pretty powerful for understanding what God's doing when he takes us into certain places. John 16, 13 says, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. There are lots of ways Holy Spirit guides us, but if we could understand that some of preparing us to hear and even starting us down the pathway happens when we pray in the spirit. I came here 30 years ago knowing nothing of praying in the Spirit and all that. Meet Pastor Barry, get baptized in the Spirit, and the journey that started was crazy extraordinary because the Bible started opening up to me like never before. And I I had been a Christian since I was eight years old. In church, memories all the way back to the age of four. But when the Holy Spirit came upon me and seized me, remember when we looked at Acts 1-8? Sweetheart, he seized me. And so everything started changing. So he was guiding me, was he not? He was guiding me into truth. And the Passion Translation said, guiding, he'll guide you into truths that are in you. Think about it. You're one with God by the power of the Holy Spirit. If you and God are one and God lives inside you, you think you got some truth in you that you don't even know is in there? Come on, we think it doesn't enter until this book gets in there. No, this book is for this. You're one with the Spirit in your spirit. One with the Spirit of God. Okay, you with me? This isn't error. This isn't heresy. We are one with God. So if God is omniscient, there is some stuff living in us. In a deep well that it's time to swim down and explore. You with me? You guys got anything? You got something. I know you. Well, why? Go. Yeah, man. We're, we're swimming in the deep well. Go. You guys got water? Um, sorry, forgot about this. Um, one of the things that she's been going through me for um, a few weeks is the word mysteries. And the mysteries, the mysteries, the mysteries. And because the word says we speak mysteries in the spirit. And um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, I just, I love this. This gets me so excited. Um, Where do I want to start? Starting in verse 6. I can read it without my glasses. So in verse 6, it says, However, there is a wisdom that we continually seek of, that we continually speak of when we are among the spiritually mature. It is wisdom that didn't originate in this present age, nor did it come yeah. from the rulers of age who are in the process of being dethroned. Instead, we continually speak of this wonderful wisdom that comes from God, hidden before now in a mystery. It is his secret plan destined before the ages to bring us into glory. None of the rulers of this present world order understood it, for if they had, they would never have crucified the Lord of shining glory. This is why the scriptures say, things never discovered or heard of before, things beyond our ability to imagine, Things, these are many things God has in store for all his lovers. Yeah. But God now unveils these profound realities to yeah, us yes. by the Spirit. Yeah. 
Yes, he has revealed to us his inmost heart and deepest mysteries through the Holy Spirit, who constantly, who constantly explores all things. After all, who can really see into a person's heart and know his hidden impulses except for that person's spirit? So it is with God. His thoughts and secrets are only fully understood by his spirit, the spirit of God. For we did not receive the spirit of this world system, but the spirit of God, so that we might come to understand. I love this passage. We might come to understand and experience all that grace has lavished upon us. And we articulate these realities with the words imparted to us by the spirit and not with the words taught by human wisdom. Come on. We join together spirit revealed truths with spirit revealed words. Someone living, now get this, someone living on an entirely human level rejects the revelations of God's spirit for they make no sense to him. What you were just talking about. Yeah. He can't understand the revelations of the spirit because they are only discovered by the illumination of the spirit. Those who live in the spirit are able to carefully evaluate all things and they are subject to the scrutiny of no one but God. Mm. For who has ever intimately known the mind of the Lord Yahweh well enough to become his counselor? Christ has and we possess Christ's perceptions. I love that passage. I, I know, right? love that yeah. passage yeah. because it, it, it makes me come back to I am a spirit being. Right. And yeah. I communicate with God by the spirit. Yeah. I have a mind and he, yes, he speaks me by mind, but I am a spirit. It is a spirit to spirit relationship. Yeah. And the things he's made known to us, the things of the hidden mysteries, the things that we need to know by the spirit. And that's why, um, praying in the spirit is so important because it, it edifies yourself. It builds yeah. you up in your spirit. But what it does is it heightens your ability because it heightens your spirit. Yeah. So it heightens your ability to hear from God by the spirit. And I think so when we don't do that, there's so many times we get stuck in our, in our brain and what we yeah. read in the word and we know it with our brain, but we don't know it with our heart because we haven't really um, expounded on it by the spirit. And yeah. so there's, there's things, I love it. He said, we have not been given the spirit of the world system. We live, we were talking about it earlier. We uh-huh. live above the world system yeah. because we live by God's spirit and his spirit is above everything. Yeah. And so I, I just, I love, love, love that entire passage yeah. because it reinforces the divine mysteries that we get are by the spirit. You, you just can't pray in the spirit enough. I mean, yeah. there's, there's no thing of, I've prayed too much in the spirit. It just, mm-hmm. you can't do it. Mm-hmm. And, and so the thing I also love about praying in the spirit, when I, when I really started delving in, because years ago, I was like, why is it so boring to me? Like, what is it about praying in the spirit? And that's one of the things the enemy has stolen out of the church yeah, because he he's, un, he's yeah, stolen he the meaning behind praying in the spirit and why it's so important and the depth of it. So when you take the spirit out of something, I mean, we're born again and we can have good character right. and good morals and we can be that, but we don't have the power of the spirit behind us and we don't have the ability to really hear the hidden mysteries that he's got for us. Yeah. Like what it's talking yeah. about. And so, um, I don't remember where I was going with that. <laughs> it's so Somewhere, important it's Mr. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Praying in the spirit's good. It's important yeah. to yield to, you <laughs> totally know, we, we lean into humanity. Mm-hmm. So often we'll lean into, okay, even with praying in the spirit, we'll lean into our brain. I should be praying in the spirit right now. You know, and we off we go instead of leaning into our spirit for the unction that was a word back in the day, unction. But that impression, that, that inclination by the Spirit to speak in tongues. You know, if you yield, I have to tell you, up on this platform right now, there is some like really bubbly joy. I feel like I could roll with laughter because the Holy Spirit just wants us to get a grip. You are a spirit being. You're a spirit being. So if things are tripping you out, 
drop, Clark Taylor used to say, drop down into your spirit, drop down into who you really are, drop down. And sometimes we can't drop down because we're feeling crazy right here. So start out, start out with your brain telling you pray in tongues, but then yield as the bubbling comes because the Holy Spirit has made us fresh wine. Not just fresh wine to drink. He's made us to be fresh wine in the earth, to be someone that doesn't just do praying in tongues because it's the church thing to do if you're in the full gospel or word and faith or a charismatic church. It's because we need it. Mm -hmm. And so I encourage you tonight, if you get nothing else tonight, get a fresh perspective on, I need to pray in tongues more. Mm -hmm. I need to just speak in the spirit so that this will sit down and shut up. It's time. Seriously. The, the next scripture that I was going to give, because when we pray in the spirit, it changes focus. I, my brain can be going crazy places. And when I sit down and pray, I mean, like, hey, you don't even want to know some of the spaces. Seriously. I mean, anybody else have thoughts that seriously, they need to be like exercised out. Like, Jesus, I can't even believe that came on the screen of my brain. I'm a born again, full time minister, for God's sake. This is crazy. And I just had that thought. But you see, thoughts aren't our own. They come from somewhere else. We were built to be filled, guys. If you can come to those terms and know that the one you want filling you is the one who brings light. So anyways, if you want to focus on God, you go there. And this is what Jude 20 says. And if you're not real familiar with scripture, Jude only has one chapter. And so it's just verse 20 of Jude. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most Holy faith, not just building yourself up on oh, you know, a little tiddly D, let me pray a little bit. No, on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. And it brings personal edification, which is spiritual advancement. And, and Babette and Heather and Grace and I were talking today, and Babette said it brings more than spiritual advancement. It brings your body, your soul, everything, because we are a triune being. But we are a being that is one. God wants to unify our entire existence. So... Build yourself up. You may think, I don't know how it builds me up. Well, maybe you just do it and do it until he literally starts revealing to you, wow, I feel better when I do this. Because I'm going to tell you what, 30 years ago, it rocked my world and it hasn't stopped rocking it. And that doesn't mean I don't have crazy days. It doesn't mean I told you, I mean, I admit it. I have thoughts that should not be in a church lady's mind. (laughs) Seriously. Anybody else? I mean, hello. These ladies on the platform, I know they will admit because sometimes we confess to one another and then pray for each other. Well, just the, j- literally a couple of days ago, I'm doing something new. So I'm taking myself out of my comfort zone. Mm. And, oh, it's, and, and so when, when you do that, you know, comfort zones are comfortable. And so what the enemy <laughs> does, when, exactly, that's why you go there. And so, you know, what the enemy tries to do is pull you back into your comfort zone. And so I woke up the other morning and I was... I just had like all these negative thoughts about, you know, this new thing I'm doing. And so, you know, you know how you go down this track and you don't realize you're there until you realize you're there. And then you're like, I've been thinking this for a while. And I got in my car to come to work. And it's like, all of a sudden I realized I was there. And I was like, you know what? All the way to work loud in my car, all the way to work. Because it's like it, 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 reinforces again, you're a spirit being. I'm a spirit being. This is, I live by the spirit. I live by who I know I am in God, not by all the crazy thoughts. And like you said, they're not our own. They come, they come come actually watch this week's whenever it's out the kids video, because it's all about that. (laughs) So, so, um, and if you guys haven't watched the kids' videos, watch they're them. amazing. They're astounding. Adults good. need to watch them. I yeah. promise you, they're short, they're fun, they're hilarious, and you will get a. They're potent. They are. They potent. are a very, very good word for mm-hmm. yourself. But anyway, yeah, I mean, that's it's. Those are the things. Like mm-hmm. praying in tongues, it takes your mind back. It it. it mm-hmm. You're making your mind yield. You we talk about being seized. That yeah. scripture says, I will mm-hmm. seize you. When we pray in the spirit, we're allowing ourselves to be seized by yeah. the spirit of God. Mm-hmm. That means we're allowing our minds to be seized by his mind, by the mm-hmm. mind of Christ. We're allowing everything in us to be seized by him. Yeah. And that's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So there are a couple of things going through my mind, and this, that is such an amazing scripture that Heather read. And as she was reading it, I thought, you know, it's really easy to take a scripture like that and think of it as woozy, like out here church world stuff. Yeah. But that scripture is super practical. Mm-hmm. And um, and the thing about about the um, about about praying in the spirit is that when we pray in the spirit, everything that is going on on the outside world that doesn't make sense, that could potentially cause us and bring us to a place of anxiety or depression or harm or anger or however it works out for you. When you begin to pray in the Spirit, you begin to get the mind of Christ over the things that are happening right now in the government, over the things that are happening right now in politics, over the things that are happening right now in every sphere of influence, over the things that are happening right now in the world of science and COVID. You begin to get the mind of Christ. You open yourself up to see things from a heavenly perspective so that when you begin to see things from like what Heather was talking about through the spirit of the world, all of a sudden it doesn't begin to make sense from that capacity. And so it's really, really important that praying in the spirit actually takes you up to the place where you're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus and you get a, that heavenly perspective over everything. And um, I think what's really, really wild is um, one other thing that was hitting me that was completely not connected, but I really, one of the things that I feel is that if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit and you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit for a while, even if you're just born again, um, not just born again, I mean, that's a big deal, but I don't know why I said that. (laughs) But, you know, sometimes things can become very familiar to us. It's just like, like, Sometimes relationships can become familiar. Yeah. My relationship with Kathy and, and who Kathy is can become familiar so that I no longer see her gifting the way I need to see it. So that I'm no longer, you know, opening up my heart to the capacity that she has so that I can, you know, it's kind of the receiver prophet, receiver prophet's reward. will receive any person's gifting, receive their reward. And if I become super familiar with her, then I won't begin to see who she is and who she was intended to be in my life. I won't drink from the well. And the same thing can happen with our prayer language and being baptized in the Holy Spirit and praying in the Holy Spirit. We can become familiar with it because we can do it at any time. We can do it intentionally and we can just do it. And I think it's super, super important that we remember that when we pray in the Holy Spirit, that is a supernatural thing that we're doing. And it's just as supernatural as raising the dead. Right. Yeah. It's just yeah. as supernatural. But if I was to tell you, oh, I raised the dead tomorrow, you'd be like, whoa. Yeah, like that's really <laughs> but if I enough. said, I prayed in the spirit yesterday, yeah. you'd be like, I do that all the time. You know? And so it's really important that we not allow things like this that right. are supernatural that's to become good. familiar and commonplace. And I want you to just think back for a second as we're doing this to... When you first got the baptism with the Holy Spirit, to that moment and that day, and <laughs> just think back to how that hit you. Yeah. Think back to what it did on the inside of you. Yeah. Think back to how excited you were. Yeah. And for me, how afraid you were you were going to lose it somewhere between yeah. here and there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how you kept saying the same words over and over again yeah. so that you wouldn't forget them. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Do you remember mm-hmm. that childlike awe and wonder? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Today's my birthday. birthday. Not my biological birthday. Right. Today's my I got born again in spirit-filled birthday. Yeah. 31 years ago. Yeah. And that's why I started thinking about that. I actually totally forgot until I looked on Facebook and there was a reminder of a post I had made four years ago. <laughs> and I was so thankful for it. But it made me remember. Yeah. You know, I remember laying in my bed because yeah. I didn't get baptized in the Holy Spirit in a church. I got baptized in the Holy Spirit in my bed. And I remember my first words, Alessiglialu. You know, and I remember saying him over and over and over again, yeah. and I remember the rush of his presence yeah. Yeah. on me, mm-hmm. and what that felt like, yeah. and how it mm. how it changed me, yeah. and how I coveted it, yeah. 
And I'm sure you guys have the same kind of memories. And it's like, go return back to your first love. Return back to that. Mm -hmm. And give it that honor that it really, really deserves. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, if you don't have... Some people, maybe it happened in an environment where it wasn't like, oh, wow. Because some people have a born-again experience, and it was just quite practical. They saw that it was necessary, and they got born again. Or you may have had that type with the baptism with the Holy Spirit. I think the cool thing with where we're going tonight is you can have that now. Maybe tonight will spark something in you that it was a bigger deal than what you realized when you were first baptized in the Spirit. And so I I think even one of the things that I was thinking about when you were sharing your... um, your first time experience with, with Holy Spirit. I remember the day, and it's so funny because in praise and worship tonight, um, God reminded me of that day and actually took me back there, and I literally experienced it again and felt what it felt like because I had searched for a few years. I had heard about tongues, and no one that spoke in tongues that was around me, I, I got mixed in with some really wild people um, in my search. And none of them used baptized with the Holy Spirit. They just, it was the tongues thing, just praying in tongues. So nobody was giving me the word on what really was scriptural about it. They just had the Holy Spirit and prayed. And so I, I'm a word person. So I kept searching till I found someone that could give me the word so that I would know I was on solid ground. It took about three or four years. But on that day, I too, I did get baptized, not in the church, but on the way home. Pastor Barry said, you didn't get it, but the Holy Spirit moved on you and maybe even on the way home. And sure enough, 15 minutes later, going around the curve to go into Warrington, out it shoots. But I, I treasured it. And I think that some of even maybe what God would be saying to all of us tonight is, Begin to, with, as we go through the person of the Holy Spirit, begin to see once again these things that may be Christian or church doctrines that are treasures. They were never meant to just be the biblical truth that kept us safe here. They were meant to unlock our being. They were meant to unlock our faith to unlock the deep wells inside of us. And so um, I really encourage you, um, if nothing else, go home tonight and say, I want you to stir my heart once again, Jesus, by baptizing me. You know, one, I was thinking too while you were talking, sometimes when it gets familiar to me, I'll do this. And you don't have to do this exercise. I'm just saying this is what I do. If I feel like it's just wrote. You know, I'm just praying in the spirit because I don't know what to say over this situation. And so, sweetheart, I'm going to pray in tongues. Anybody ever do that? But then I just do it because we've, I don't know the words here, but we've learned how we flow with our language. And so then we just do it. When I feel myself doing it and it's just like, I'm just going down the path and I'm just, you know, shamatatayan and this is, I know, you know, this is your will and I'm speaking mysteries. When I start going there, like I'm just chapter and versing it and making sure that I'm ticking all the scriptural boxes, I will literally stop and I'll say, Holy Spirit, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to fellowship with my Father, with Jesus Christ, and I'm not going to say another word in tongues until I get that oomph inside for my language to be released by your power. I've had times when I do that and it doesn't rise up. (laughs) And I'm thinking... I know, I've learned now, that's how far in the flesh I am. That there's not even a stirring. You know, guys, no condemnation. The point is, always turn back to God. Always be honest. I mean, he already knew I was in the flesh. He's not like, oh, you're in the flesh? No, he knew I was in the flesh. And, but I would keep on doing I would say, I'm not, I'm not going to speak until... And now when I do it, it reminds me, and it kind of brings spirit, soul, and body into union. Because then I say, no, no, this is a privilege and a treasure. And then I get that remembrance of, wow, this, this is not a small thing. This is not a church thing. It's not simply a doctrine. You see, doctrines are just teachings. Well, teachings come after something is learned. I mean, the church came to the realization, they're sitting in an upper room. 
Jesus said, go wait there. Just go wait there. They go wait there. They weren't taught like, go wait there. And the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you and you're going to start talking in tongues. And then you'll be able to pray in the spirit. They didn't have this. They went and waited for something to move because Jesus said. (laughs) I knew you were going to think that. (laughs) Private joke. Sorry, guys. Has to remain private. (laughs) It's one of those things. No. But anyways, wait there. And so then he moves on them and they take off with the heavenly language. You see, if we can quit saying tongues sometimes and just say, this is a heavenly language. I heard a teacher say one time, there are thousands. Because see, some people say, well, there's no such thing as tongues. There are thousands upon thousands of languages on this planet. Now you're going to take, and, and I haven't heard but a few of them. So if we hear them, we're not going to recognize what country they're from, what dialect they are. So how would we have the audacity to say tongues isn't real? It's just one of many, many languages. And each one of us have a different, probably heavenly language. Are you all with me? Okay, let's go another place. You want some scriptural grounding? And you may already be grounded, but you know what? It's time for the ground to break and more ground to arrive. Can I share one? Oh, go. I'm just, I'm sitting here, I feel so giddy. Because as you were sharing your experience of being baptized with the Spirit, one time in training center down there, we were praying for Pastor Kathy, and I got a (laughs) picture. I got a picture of what God did when she got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And do you guys remember that movie, Mary Poppins? (laughs) And when they went to see Uncle Albert, and he was so happy, and every time he laughed, he floated to the ceiling, and he would stay up there and laugh. And that's the picture I got of what God did in her when she got baptized. And um, anyway, I just that's why I'm sitting here like, I just feel giddy the whole time you're talking, because I just see Uncle Albert laughing at the ceiling, you know, at the ceiling. <laughs> floating. 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 Yes. Floating uh, with joy. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, even... Um, Sometimes you just, you have to, and I I would say, if you trust any one of us or all three of us that are sitting on this platform, trust, because there seriously is a giddiness up here. I I remember one thing I taught about the Holy Spirit in the training center, man, probably 20 years ago. Um, I got so inebriated in the spirit while I was teaching this that I literally had to clutch the podium and hold on because I thought I was going to fall out while I was teaching it. And it started bubbling through all the people in the classroom until, and there was this one gentleman at the far back and he always came from work and he was a suit and tie gentleman. I mean like buttoned up tie, executive, amazing man, but he was very um, straight laced and very serious and he never even loosened his tie when he came to the training center. He stayed buttoned up tight all night. And on this particular night, I was I kept, I kept going. I kept teaching because I said, Holy Spirit, you told me to teach this and I'm, I'm going to teach it inebriated. I'm just going to teach it. Well, the inebriation started working through the classroom and he's still sitting back there tight, you know, buttoned up and, um, and respectful and taking notes. And, and little by little, I saw him sinking down. (laughs) And finally, before the end of class, maybe like two thirds of the way through, The dude is laughing like his shoulders, not loud, loud, because he would never disrupt the class, but he was totally intoxicated with his face down flat on his Bible and his shoulders shaking, and he was hysterical. And, you know, if I ever needed proof (laughs) that, like, okay, it's okay to do this in the classroom, I got it that night. And and the reason I'm saying that to y'all is because it's time for us to really yield to him. What, I mean, that didn't look, I thought, oh my gosh, if I get in trouble for this afterwards, my, my class went completely out of control, even to the point where the suit and tie guy is flat out gone on, on the table. But when I went home, I realized God wanted to teach beyond what I was capable of imparting. And I'm, I'm going to say to you tonight, He wants to go beyond what we're saying tonight. So if you trust us, there is an intoxication, there is an inebriation, there is a joy and a giddiness in this room. 
And you may not feel it or laugh right now. And it's kind of like when, you know, if you ever lived in the world and um, drank too much, you don't feel it on the first drink. So you may not feel it on the first drink tonight in this room. You may not feel terribly intoxicated, but if you'll even keep going back to this night and saying there was something happening in this room, there was joy coming. You see, joy in scripture, it says that the joy of the Lord is your strength. And so you may have something you desperately need joy for. And you might think, well, this is no laughing matter. What I, need, what I need strength for is no laughing matter. I agree. There's a lot right now that is not a laughing matter. But maybe we're supposed to laugh. Maybe we're supposed to let go. Let him flood us to the point that it takes us beyond what we think here. Okay. So now we're going to go into some scriptural grounding. Pastor Barry. Mark sixteen seventeen, And these signs will follow those who believe. Anybody a believer tonight? Raise your hand. Okay. These signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. If you've got a demon trying to keep you from believing this tonight, cast it out. They will, and I put this in all caps. Somebody, I texted somebody in all caps one time, and they said, why are you yelling at me? I'm like, I'm, I'm not yelling, but I'm yelling this. Scripture says they will speak with new tongues. Okay? They'll speak with new tongues. There's a sign for believers. And even when you are immersed in spirit and overwhelmed and seized by the spirit, one of the first signs is tongues. I was taught against that when I grew up, seriously. So it took a little bit of time. Pastor Barry took three and a half hours trying to get that thing out of my brain. (laughs) Seriously, that day, it took him a while. Acts 2, 3 and 4. You guys can jump in any time. I know, right? You guys just take, take a breath, man. It's almost like smoke in the room. Acts 2, 3, and 4. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. I mean, can you imagine? You're sitting in a room. I mean, I don't think the scriptures are lying. Well, what did that look like? I mean, we're worried about looking wackadoodle. What did that look like? Something resting on them that looked like a flame of fire or a tongue of fire. Good grief. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. What might he want to give you utterance for tonight? My sister, this is so crazy. I love crazy stuff that God does just, I think, just to show us, like, I'm not going to do it the way you think. I talked to my sister for 15 years after I got baptized in the Spirit, trying to show her that she needed to be baptized in the Spirit. 15 years, guys. Not 15 days. 15 years. So finally she decided she would come to church with me and she liked it here. She wasn't baptized in the spirit. She liked it here. So then she thought, well, I'll start coming on Tuesday nights. Pastor Barry's teaching. So this particular night, Tuesday night, he wasn't going to teach. He showed a movie. (laughs) So he showed this movie about being spirit filled and the Jesus movement. My sister was sitting behind me and when the lights came up and the movie was over, (laughs) 15 years. I'm trying to tell her about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. She watches a movie sitting right behind where Maddie is, but just to the right, my right. And the lights come up. Here sits my sister, tears streaming down her face, her eyes closed. She's going in tongues. I mean, she's gone in tongues. She didn't even know the lights had come up. I'd showed her every scripture in the Bible for 15 years and nothing happened. And I think this is important because some people, it's just going to take an act of the spirit. You know, sometimes we just try to force people to believe. I was forcing as hard as I could. And she didn't. I said, man, Deb, you need this. She's like, I want it. It's not coming. So she sits in a movie and a half an hour after service, she finally came out of her tongues, euphoric happening in God. Was never the same. So I don't know how he's going to rock your world. The key is know that he will. Okay, so here's some more. Um, as the Spirit gave him utterance. Here's the, um, here's the verse that pushed me over the edge as a um, denominational woman. Acts 2.39. I was like, Pastor Barry was showing me all these verses. And I'm thinking, these are beautiful. These are wonderful. Okay, maybe. Then he does Acts 2.39. For the promise is to you 
and to your children and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. Now, you know he's calling to everybody. It's just some don't hear the call. He's not picking and choosing. So you could say, as many as the Lord our God is calling, which is all of you, all of us, all the humans on the planet. All y'all. Okay? So that's further um, evidence that, okay, it didn't pass away. And in future generations after us, it's not passing away with us. This tongues thing is here to stay. I'm serious. This is crazy. Okay, y'all got anything? I can keep going. I got some more evidence. No? Y'all don't have anything? Keep going. You have something? Okay. Okay, so then, okay, here's another story from Scripture. It's happening in Acts, all of that. And so then the church there, um, you got the Jews, you got... Pharisees, you got all these people, okay? Like, some of them are like, okay, they're getting all this, and some are like, this is not the way it's supposed to be done, all right? And so, this whole story happens where they're going to go to Cornelius's house. Cornelius is a man of God, he's devout, but he knows, okay, something's missing. Just like I had, something was missing. Kathy's searching. Not the planet of the apes guy. No, not Cornelius. He's, they're going to go there. So here's what happens is, um, this is at Acts 10, 45 and 46. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished as many as came with Peter because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles. How dare God pour the spirit out on the Gentiles? You know what I'm going to say to you guys tonight? Get ready because it's not only going to be poured out on church people. You know, if we get pharisaical and we think, oh, no, it's when you're living right and it's this and that and the other. These people were just sitting there and Cornelius knew that they needed to have an encounter with God. And so before these guys could even lay their hands on them, the Holy Spirit comes on them. And here's how they knew the Holy Spirit had come on them. Are you all with me? For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. See, they've got the spirit and they speak in tongues and now it starts happening to these. How did it get on them? They don't know the doctrine. They don't know anything of truth. I'm going to tell you what, when your heart is open, God will find you. God will find you. God will move on you. God will give you what you need. You just might not think What he gives you is what you need. Well, think again, because we're talking about God, the Holy Spirit, the living truth moving in our lives. And you know, I'm I'm just going to say this because there's at least one person in this room right now, and you're thinking, my experience is nothing like this. That's okay. You still are worthy of an experience. You are worthy of the movement of the Spirit. And sometimes for me, He has to unteach some things to me so that he can teach me some things. This is important stuff tonight, guys, because we're looking at the person of the Holy Spirit. We're looking at the personality, the personage of the Holy Spirit of the living God. If if we keep God in a box, okay, called church or church doctrine, and we only allow him to move in the way that we're familiar, we're going to miss a lot of goodies. You see, we can call this the quarantine, the pandemic. You can call it anything you want. This earth has cried out and is crying out in the midst of pandemic. Desperation is crying out. And do you think that a heavenly father who is better than any human father is going to deny a response? He's not denying anything. But if we're looking like these guys, like, how'd they get the Holy Spirit? We didn't even touch him. If we think that God is going to not touch people because we don't go, he's going to find some ways to people, guys. I would rather run with him and accept people and build relationships to where I might have to be friends. I mean, this was my sister 15 years. Oh, please, Jesus, don't let her watch this tonight. 
15, do you know how long 15 years feels when your heart is yearning for someone to come into truth? But she got it. So when she got it, who cares about 15 years? Build friendships, be open, share, but you can only share what you've been willing to receive. And anybody got anything? I don't want to literally like. It's good. I, I just keep as you as you're. As you were talking and just, you know, the giddiness and stuff, there may be people here that you've never sat in a, <clears throat> a service where you've seen an expression of a manifestation of the spirit moving with joy and with laughter. And so if you, if you haven't experienced that, it can, it can look crazy. I mean, and it can, and it can look, um, maybe dishonoring depending on where you've come from and, and what kind of background you've come from. And so it's, I don't know, as we were talking about it, I just felt like, um, almost like an, uh, explanation was kind of needed because I believe that the Holy Spirit, he has manifested that way at different times and I believe he's going to again. And so, um, but he's going to manifest all sorts of different ways as well. But, um, it's almost like, I feel like we've gone that direction to, to let people know when he does manifest that way. Um, it'll, it's okay. You know, it's okay. And because one of the other things with the church as a whole um, over the years is it's not okay to laugh in church. You know, where you're taught, you know, with kids, you're taught, sit still, be quiet, don't do this, don't do that. And, and some people even come from backgrounds with churches where, where you don't, it's not even okay to raise your hands. So we all come from so many different places and different experiences. And I will tell you the joy, experiencing the joy of the Lord is just so fun. And it's so amazing. And, you know, and it's, and it's also healing. It is a manifestation of healing in our bodies and in our minds and, in, in, and just everywhere wherever we would need it in our emotions as well. And so, um, you know, if you feel it coming on, let it come on. Yeah. Let it come on yeah. because um, we have a lot of people that... Yeah. We're real easy to let ourselves go that way. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, because, but it's, it's a powerful, powerful thing. But the religion has made it unacceptable right. in the church. Right. So I just wanted to encourage people, if you've come from that kind of a, you know, whatever background you've come from, if you've never experienced that and experienced it in church, it's okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, I mean, even any, any, any service that you're in here... You know, it's so funny. Another story that I had was um, we were in, in a state of ridiculous revival here at one point. In fact, for six straight weeks, we were here six days a week, um, morning till night. And I mean, the, it, was, it was crazy. But anyways, I had been inviting, inviting, inviting this couple that lived across the street from me. And um, I mean, way before the revival. And one of the main things that was happening in the revival was joy, just abs- just miraculous joy. And um, they decided to come during the revival. And this particular night, I was on the praise team at the time, and um, this particular night, the joy busted out at the beginning of the service, before the service even started. And so Pastor Barry spoke, and people were just, I mean, blasted through the whole service. And the the joy hit the praise team and I couldn't even stand up. So I just sat on the edge of the little platform thing that was there. And, um, I saw we're, we're, you know, probably, I don't know, 10 minutes into the service. And I see my friends stand up, walk across the back and leave. And we never discussed it. (laughs) There was never a word said there wasn't a question asked. I mean, we were still friends and they loved me, but there was, it was never mentioned again. And that was, um, about 26 years ago. Oh Lord, help us. Right. You have something. Okay. You do look like you have something. Okay. If it goes somewhere else, go. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so during praise and worship, I started hearing the word regret, and I think it's tied to what's happening here. 
But if there is anything in your life, in your heart, in your relationship with the Lord, and you have a regret on it, like you have, you wished you hadn't gone left when you went left because you kind of know now you were supposed to go right in your relationship with the Lord, or there is a regret that you didn't dive into something, like literally just, you know, you're the only one sitting in the circle of regret. I mean, not that God has left you. He's always with you. But the thing is, is that he's not regretting a thing. He knew the decision that you were going to make before the foundation of the world. He knew where it was going to take you. You learned something from it. Therefore, he was in it. And you don't have to sit in regret. You can, you literally have permission to just step out of regret because there's no condemnation. That's a promise. So step out of the regret and just step into today and to newness of life. It is that easy. You've already repented. You don't need to keep repenting. Right now, it's just a matter of see regret as a circle that you're in step out and move on yeah, and yeah. move on in the things of God and move on yeah. into the joy. Yeah. And you do not have to stay in yeah. regret. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Yeah. So stop believing it. Yeah. You can keep believing it and you'll stay right where you are. Yeah. And it's not fun there. There's no joy there. So step yeah. out of regret. Yeah. Just step out of regret. Step out of regret. Mm-hmm. Take another step. Step out of regret. Yeah. Yeah. And allow the Holy Spirit to come and, in, and encircle you with his life, with his goodness, with his yeah. joy. Mm-hmm. With the righteousness, peace, and joy mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit, there is no regret in heaven. There is no regret in heaven. There's no regret yeah. in heaven. Yeah. I love that. It's it, These things, like even what I had said a few minutes ago, this... This is the beautiful thing. God chose to park those two words in the midst of joy, a nest of joy. Because remember, joy is strength. Joy isn't the giggle. What causes the giggle or the laughter or the giddiness is a strength that rises inside, a strength to not have regret looking back or dread looking forward. Sometimes when you've been caught in regret looking backwards, you also have dread looking forward because you're afraid you'll make some more really stupid mistakes. Okay, I'm, I'm going to take that to me and say, I will make some really stupid mistakes. Okay, we're human. And I think it's real important even tonight as we're in the midst of the Holy Spirit and, and his joy and, and his strength that we recognize and celebrate our humanity. Don't look down on your humanity. God chose to put his Holy Spirit in a human temple, in a human home. And so within that home, he's endeavoring as we go through this per- the person of the Holy Spirit. The person of the Holy Spirit is going to show us, teach us, guide us into what the truth will look like, manifesting through my personality, Babette's, Heather's, Rafa's, Maddie's, Sandy's, yours. God is that vast that he wants to express himself in every single human being that walks this planet. And so he comes and he'll even take a night like this with something that can feel difficult to people. Okay, how do you yield into tongues or praying the spirit? He wants you to realize it's a big deal. But it's practical and it's simple also. I remember when um, I was literally, Pastor Barry had laid hands on me, and I wanted so badly. I, I had all kinds of sensations and things going on as Holy Spirit moved on me. Some people have none. That's okay. It, there's no one way, okay? Um, but I didn't speak out. And yet I felt like it was the most bizarre thing. I felt like something was stuck here in my throat. That was just the manifestation that I had. And yet he said, it could be just because you're in public. It could just be because you're not familiar with me or this office or this church or the scriptures I had just seen. You see, yield to your humanity and say, you know, Father, I'm going to get alone with you with these truths. And I'm going to feel free to be like a baby, like a child. My um, language didn't pour like my sisters did. Of course, she had 15 years of preparation. (laughs) But mine came a couple of syllables. I think I got about five syllables. She was like a train out of a station. Just It was pouring out of her. 
I got about five syllables, and they were infantile. And about 24 hours later, I thought, that wasn't, I don't think that was anything. And I was like, like Babette, I was saying them over and over. So I called the church, and back then you could, you could talk to Pastor Barry at the drop of a hat. There were not even a hundred of us in the church then. And so he said, how did you get it in the first place? And this is how we get anything from God. I said, I believed, and I, I, by faith I spoke. He said, well, then continue to believe and speak. So I kept using those five syllables, and I don't know how long it was, but at some point a flow came. But you know what? I was so happy with those five syllables. If a flow had never come, I'd have continued to use those words. That's what little children do. They get their first words, and they use them, and they use them, and they might call everything the same thing. And you're thinking, no, no, that's not milk. That's water. Well, they don't know that at first. Some people, when they start to speak in tongues, or maybe even when they get their language, it might sound like groans or seriously, you know, like babies start out with goo goo gaga stuff. You know, why do we think we have to do everything so perfect? And I think in this course on the person of the Holy Spirit, let yourself be the child of God that you are. Let yourself, I I let myself go back there. Mm -hmm. I sometimes say, you know what? You can just be his baby girl today. You don't have to be the adult person who is one of the oldest pastors in the church. You know, sometimes we have to say that to ourselves. It's okay. Be the baby girl today. Or baby boy, if you are a guy. Okay. Any, you have it? <laughs> I do. Go. Um, the one thing I do want to say is, you know, I kind of referenced it. Kathy just referenced it. We only had five syllables, you know. But what I want you to remember is, at this point, whether you have the five syllables or you have a huge, long prayer language, and, and your prayer language can even change, is, just make sure that you see every word as massively powerful, yeah, yeah. as carrying a mystery, but is also carrying the authority of the Almighty, of the omnipotent, all-knowing, almighty God, because it's his language that's coming out of your mouth. You're just the vessel. So if I pray, every little word. There's no dead word. There's no impotent word. Every word is massively powerful. Every word is prophetic. Every word carries purpose. And I'm the only person who can speak that word Mm -hmm. over the earth. Over the situations. Kathy gets to speak the words that she's intended to carry for who she is. Mm -hmm. And so you have to see the importance of being baptized in the Holy Spirit and the power of the tongue that you carry. Mm -hmm. And every single syllable as massively important. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, you have anything? Uh, You sure? Doesn't have to just be fine. <laughs> no, I it can be gonna, great. I was just going to say, um, when I was one of the people, I was like 13 at a church camp when someone prayed for me, the camp counselor prayed for me, and I didn't really want to do it at the time because I was in front of all these, the rest of the group, and I was uncomfortable, but whatever. I just finally, I'd said no every single night. And it was the last night. And finally I was like, oh my gosh, this lady won't give up. So I was like, all right, you can pray for me. Right. And so I just thought the whole thing was so weird. And I mean, I knew my mom prayed in tongues, but I just thought the whole thing was so weird. So I let him pray for me. And I, you know, I get like, I don't even remember what words I got, but I guess some syllables and they're like, you got it, you got it. And I'm sitting there thinking, this is insane. I mean, I'm like, this is... Like, is this all it is? Yeah, I'm, I'm just like, this doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. These people are crazy. And um, so anyway, we kind of left. I don't think I got a whole lot, just a few syllables. And they're like, that's it, that's it. And, you know, I went home and I don't remember. It wasn't too long after that. I'm, I, I just remember I would sit in my room and I would start praying in the spirit. Something had obviously happened in me. And so I just kind of built it. But I remember the first time I opened the word of God and I was like, 
Whoa! I mean, yeah. it was so alive. Yeah. And I know that was the baptism Shocking. of the yeah. Spirit because that's what the Holy Spirit does. He reveals truth to us. And so he takes the words of God and he helps us see. <laughs> and, um, you know, so I just share that to encourage anyone. If you, if you maybe you kind of were sitting here doubting your experience or yeah. maybe you haven't had it yet and you're going to get prayed for and, and um, you don't feel anything. I didn't feel a thing, nothing. Yeah. So, you know, but at, like Pastor Kathy said, everybody's different. And so I just want to maybe hope that encourages somebody that um, we just all have different experiences. Yeah. And yet God is still moving in the experience, mm-hmm. whether you walk away and you get it right. two days later or a few hours later or whatever it is. Yeah, she got it. Hey, and, she got, and, and boy, even, there was no doubt. Even um, when we pray in the spirit today, it's different every right. time. That's like right. there are times when I can sense and feel the presence of God, big time. There are times when I'm, you know, right. if, I'm if I have my eyes closed, I might begin to see something. Right. There are other times when you know I'm praying in the spirit and I'm not seeing or feeling or right. sensing anything, but I still know that what right. I'm doing is very, very powerful. Right. I still know that the effectual yeah. fervent prayer of a righteous chick here right. availeth much, right. you know, and it does yeah. for you too, because that's the word of God. So yeah. we, so whether or not even on a daily basis, we feel anything, right. it is still the most powerful prayer. And so when I set my sail to pray over something, I'm praying the perfect prayer. I'm praying a right. prayer that has effect. I'm praying a prayer that is prophetic over the situation. I'm praying a prayer that is warfaring over the situation. I am praying the perfect words that God himself would pray over the situation. Yeah, Yeah. that's key. And we're praying by faith. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, just to pray in the spirit takes faith. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're doing it by faith, but even when you take a situation, like you said, mm-hmm. and you're praying in the spirit and you're, you're, um, you know, believing God for insight, you're believing God for insight. Right. So even what you're believing that he's going to reveal some things to you to pray about is faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's, it's kind of like we always walk by faith. Everything yeah. we do is a walk of faith, even yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. So some of the things that they just said, I want to give you the scriptures for it. Okay. First Corinthians four, and I'm going to look at um, a few verses in this. I encourage you go to first Corinthians, not four, 14, read, read the whole chapter when you go home. But anyways, verse two says, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God for no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Verses 4 and 5, he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. I wish you all spoke with tongues. This is the Apostle Paul. He wrote more than two-thirds of the New Testament. He was, had major manifestations in his life because he had a revelation of the Christ. And he's saying, I wish you all spoke with tongues. Verses 14 and 15, for if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the spirit and I will also sing with the understanding. So as, as we close tonight, I want to leave you with this truth. It's an act of your will. Are you willing to grow further in your experiences with the person of the Holy Spirit. Um, I know that you wouldn't be sitting here if you weren't. And so don't dread it or have regrets if you've handled anything in a way that you really didn't feel like this is a big deal or certain things in your Christian understanding, um, you've taken them for granted. No regrets. Don't feel condemnation. Simply take your will and say, I'm willing, Holy Spirit, to grow even further now in my understanding of you, of scriptural truths, of things that I've been hearing in church, and maybe I've kind of just gotten too familiar, and I'm just ticking boxes. Don't put condemnation on yourself. Uh -uh. Just take, as an act of your will, purpose to now delve deeper with him. Purpose to respect God by truly having interaction with Holy Spirit. The only reason we've been born again and know our Heavenly Father and our Savior Jesus is the power of the Holy Spirit, opening the eyes of our understanding. So if he's opened it this far, 
How much more will he open our eyes to see even further, to see what our part is in this pandemic, in this day of, of unrest on the planet, unrest between cultures and races, and even from denomination to denomination. It's time for us to swallow deeply and say, what is my part, Holy Spirit, in allowing your beauty to cover this planet? I'm going to have to let it cover me first, right? Let it fill me and overflow me, right? Okay, so we're going to pray, and I love you guys so much. Just, just, just delve deep, okay? And just with what he has for you. You don't have to take everything that was said tonight. But whatever sparked in you or touched you, take it to the bank and cash it in. Okay, Father, we love you. We honor you. We're so thankful for your Holy Spirit. It's astounding that you would choose to put your Holy Spirit in us and allow him to just well up over and over and teach us and guide us and show us your love. We're so grateful, Father God. We're so grateful. We're grateful to you, Jesus, for paying the price so that we could live this life more fully. And so we honor you. We honor you and we say, we are entering deeper in. Now, Holy Spirit, teach us. Teach us the things we each need to be learning in order to grow further. In Jesus' name, amen.